And welcome to Paranormal Lifestyle Podcast. Gigi here. Um, today it's just me, so I hope everybody is okay with that. Um, I'm thinking today we are going to go over some of the world's most haunted locations or documented haunted locations, because not not everybody has the same I say favorite haunted location. Or some people say one place is really really haunted, and some people say another place is really really haunted. But anyway, with all that being said, oh, before I forget. Come check us out at the Ohio State Reformatory um, in Mansfield, Ohio at the Paris Icon, May 22nd, 23rd. And then Witches Weekend in Holton Lake, Michigan, October 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. So that will be fun. Um, at both of those locations, we'll be doing readings. Mama Mary and I are uh, doing spiritual readings, uh, recordings for the podcast. So if you have your stories and you plan on attending either of these events, we want to hear your stories. Um, even if you have questions for us, we'd like to have you on the show. So it'll be a great time to do do the show with you guys like face-to-face it's so much better doing it face-to-face versus like over the internet or over the phone or at least it is for me and then also selling merch of course because we just got our new t-shirts in so we're excited about that too and then we have some other stuff cool fun stuff i've been trying to come up with some fun ideas different things that you guys would like uh for these conventions that we're going to be doing let's see so i have a list written down of locations i wasn't really going to go in any order so how about shadowy venice italy so when an even man dies he wakes up in Pavigaria, or so they say in venice referring to the deserted 17 acre island in the city's south lagoon that time magazine called the world's most haunted over the centuries the island has been men- has seen mental institutions um so with that we always with the mental institutions there's always something weird going on there it seems to be documented anyway so at this location there was unnecessary lobotomies and thousands of plague victims resulting in so many deaths that the soil is said to be 50% human ash okay that right there is creepy wow and the air is filled they say with ghosts the most famous of which is a plague victim known as little maria said to cry as she stares across the lagoon pining for her lost home in malamaku the place is so packed with rubble and institutional remains that tourists aren't allowed to set foot on the spot although a crew from the well, ghost adventures <laughs> as we know they got to go there for 24 hours in 2009 but they may change one but that may change one day in 2014 attempting to pay off its debt italy sold the place to an italian businessman for about seven hundred four thousand dollars. while the government hoped it would become a luxury hotel okay what you're gonna take okay italy yes we all know it's beautiful it's wonderful so much history i would love to go there however i'm not sure i would want to make a luxury hotel on land like that that is 50 percent human ash like okay me personally yes but i wouldn't think like you know a higher up luxury hotel would be in route for that i would picture something for everybody that's like a listener to the podcast or myself would be like heck yeah make like a um a ghost investigation hotel of some sort or something awesome but anyway that's that's neither here or there so but so there was some uh, protest um, hold on. Some protest protests going on to preserve the brutal history. The developer never followed through with the construction. Okay, so it was never there, clearly. Which I guess is good. It's good to keep the history in some things like that. And I, I think that would probably be considered like a sacred sacred land, you would think. Another s- sinister setting in Caldaro, the 15th century Palazzo. Wow, I'm really bad at words, as we all know. Known as the House of No Return. An abnormally high percentage of people who have lived within its walls have died unnaturally, they say. Then there's Casa di Gli. Spirity, House of the Spirits, said to be inhabited by a suicide's ghost and the aptly named Cali de Gli, Assassinani, Street of the Assassins, is haunted by the revenants of many who were murdered there. Clearly, death in Venice is only the beginning. The many alleged spirits in the twisty, narrow streets of this labyrinth city seem as present as the tourists who pack the famous Bridge of Sighs, where condemned men once crossed the the Dodger's Palace to the prison on the other side of the canal. The bridge's name should have taken literally since disembodied sighs have been heard here for centuries. That is crazy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, going back to my notes. It says, um, as the artist Arabit Pilates, who worked in Venice, wrote, wrote of the Veneto capital, the play is finished, but the echoes remain. Like, that is 
creepy. So creepy. I'm going to get some pictures um, on the Facebook page that I have of these, some of these locations. I personally would like to visit that um, location. <laughs> not... I say not necessarily for fun, but because of the history of it. The pictures are even eerie of it, so that's kind of neat. Or not neat, but it sets the the setting for it. Okay, the most haunted ship, the Queen Mary. Wow, so crazy. I'm, I got some pictures here that I printed off, and that's just so neat to see. Years after the legendary Queen Mary luxury liner was permanently docked as a hotel and tourist attraction in the Long Beach, California, and rem- a marine engineer named John Smith had an unsettling experience while prowling the ship late at night. In a deserted staircase, Smith heard the sound of water rushing and men screaming, but no one was there. Later, Smith learned that in 1942, when the liner was being used in World War II, it collided with a companion vessel, the HMS Kukra, on its way to Kurak Island. On its way to Kurak, Scotland, the Kukra was immediately sheared in two and sunk. Wow, killing 338 men. The very area I heard that mysterious water rushing was the exact same area that was damaged when the ship hit the Kukra, Smith told Unsolved Mysteries. It's not surprising that a more it's not surprising that a more than 80-year-old ship with more than a thousand ocean crossings and reported 49 deaths behind it would have would have a reputation for being haunted. Before it was retrofitted, painted gray, and used in the war as the so-called Grey Ghost, the Queen Mary began as a luxury liner in 1936, faring the likes of Fred Astaire and Bob Hope across the Atlantic. But during the war, in addition to the coalition, many German and Italian POWs carried on the liner may have died and did soldiers, as did soldiers from heat strokes traveling the Mediterranean in the Indian Ocean. We know that other deaths from natural causes, suicide, and accidents occurred, and there are still others that the owners tried to hide for a more dark and sinister reason. Um, that's what Brian Clune in The Ghost of the Queen Mary had said or wrote. Room B340 is widely believed to be the most haunted on the ship, a site where a family was allegedly murdered. But the Clune says this is a fiction created by former owners who wanted to use the unoccupied space as part of a tourist attraction. The real site of the murders, Clune says, is room B474, which is haunted. <laughs> As are the B deck, where the morgue and the isolation room were located during World War II, the engine room, the green room, and that air- an area known as Shaft Alley. But the most spirited area on the ship may be the former first-class pool area, home to little Jackie, a five- or six-year-old girl who is perhaps the ship's most famous ghost. She is playful and talkative, her voice having been allegedly caught many times on tape. Sadly, she is said to remain on the ship because she is looking for her mother, whom she sometimes cries out for. Another pool room guest is known as Grumpy, a growling cigarette-smoking spirit said to haunt the storage area beneath the pool. And choking sounds near the old hospital area allegedly emanate from the ghost as an officer who died after drinking poison that he thought was gin. That's a sad mistake. Still, other ghosts include the lady in white, who was often seen dancing to unheard music in the Queen's saloon, and the spirit of the 18-year-old crewman, John Petter, who was crushed by airtight door number 13 in Shaft Alley while playing chicken with his co-workers. These days, the Grand Ship capitalizes on its spooky reputation by offering haunted tours, interactive attractions, and seances. There's even a dinner special called Dining with the Spirits, which allows you to pair paranormal investigations with more earthbound spirits. Wow! Way to turn that into money. Which is, okay, let's be real. That's a pretty great business strategy. However, there's there should be a line somewhere because a lot most of these are tragic deaths. It's almost kind of disrespectful doing it that way, but that's just my opinion, and I have that opinion about a lot of these locations that do this. Um, Business-wise, great business idea, great marketing tool, like, way to go. But as, I, I don't know, as somebody that is an investigator, has investigated... I don't know. I take a little different approach about it because first and foremost, they're spirits. They're either lost or trying to get a message across or they're stuck here and they don't want to be necessarily because who doesn't want to pass completely over? Um, so to handle it this way, I, I don't know. And I'm sure all of you listeners have your own 
theories on it too. Some of you are probably like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let, you know, let's go. And I would love to visit it too. However, it'd be one of those things that I wouldn't want to be on there with a whole bunch of people. There's a few locations like that that I would want to go by myself so I can take my time, sit there in the quiet, see what you can get without so many other energies around. You start cramming all these people in one location to do an investigation. You have a lot of different energies going on there because we all have energy, our energy. Um, and, but then you have the spiritual side too. And then it all makes us and it just, I don't know. I could go on forever and just go in circles with that type of conversation, but I will not. However, I do think it would be neat to see this ship just because of the history of the ship not the death history but just the history history of itself with being involved in world war ii and all that jazz um again i have beautiful pictures so it was massive just wow 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 and to have those um to be able to ha- listen to one of those evps from the little girl would be pretty awesome too i wanted to do like around the world because we have done some other locations from around the world however you know of course we stick to the americas because that's where we are we can come across those stories a little easier um Okay, so here's a fun one, Easter Island, as we're all familiar with, or should be at least, uh, also known as the Spirited Statues, or Spirit Statues. 2,300 miles off the coast of Chile, Easter Island. It's an isolated patch of the deforested vol- volcanic land that is one of the world's most remote inhabited islands. As we all know, it's best known for the iconic stone heads. Sculpted from volcanic rock between the 10th and 16th centuries, the Moy probably honored the islanders' ancestors. Many were somehow moved from the island's quarry to its perimeter, even though they weigh up to 80 tons. No one knows for sure how this feature or this feat of prehistoric engineering was accomplished, but some of the island's 5,000 inhabitants insist the statues walked or even flew into place. Animated by Mana, a kind of spiritual force, some claim they've seen apparitions or heard ancient voices near the Moy. Others suggest the heads were moved aliens. The island's history is creepy enough without the paranormal overlay. The original population may have grown too quickly, leading to the dwindling of natural resources. There's even evidence of cannibalism, which recent theories suggest that an infestation of Polynesian... Blah, Polynesian rats may have brought the people to their collective knees. All of this is, of course, enough to give even Stephen King nightmares with or without the moving statues. Pretty crazy. Yeah. It, it, there are so many theories as to how they got there. I, What was I watching? I started getting into, um, oh, oh my gosh. Once I think of it, you guys are going to be like, really? You're just starting to watch that? Oh, Ancient Aliens. Durr. And, of course, you know, we all got a little bit of conspiracy theorists personal selves back in our subconscious that comes out so of course you know when you start watching something like that it's like oh 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 but it makes you really think you don't necessarily gotta you know say yep i'm a conspiracy theorist because i'm into that no absolutely not but it does make you think which is kind of neat and then like wow how did that you know get here when we we think that we've came so far we can't figure out how they figured that out way back then like are we progressing or are we regressing like i don't know that's just kind of a thought that i've always had all right and next we have the lost temple all right as we all know i have trouble pronouncing places in flawless all words <laughs> and Wat. so dedicated to the hindu god vishnu Wat was built near Reap, cambodia in the 12th century probably as a funerary temple for king oh wow sri vermin ii or the second part of the angkor archaeologist park a 154 square mile area containing remains from the Khmer empire which lasted from the 9th to the 15th century Angkor Wat fell into into neglect and was mostly unknown to the West until the mid-1800s. So this temple, uh, the temple creates an overwhelming sense of awe and disorientation among its, among its many visitors. So much so that people have felt themselves walking in the realm of the spirits and even getting lost there. One tourist said that he became separated from a friend during his visit, calling her to no availability, only to discover later that they were both in the same area. Though she did hear someone distantly shouting her name, why, her friend later asked, didn't we see each other? A belief in ghosts and other supernatural creatures is persuasive in Cambodia, particularly among still largely Aryan 
areas like scenery, the people that live in the city don't believe in ghosts, but in the forest near the temples, it's common to believe. They say the forest is a quiet place, so strange things always happen, they say at nighttime. Locals even create weapon-bearing scarecrows called Ting Mong to scare evil spirits away. Um, yeah, how, I, I'm looking at pictures here. Very neat, very neat pictures, um, just because, like I said, the history, the history of just all these locations is, is amazing to me. Like, some, at one point, these places were alive and, and full of life, and people, like, loved going there, adored these places, you know. Not all of them. Some of them were not good times. Uh, but that's another thing, now that I say that out loud. It's like, we tend to go toward these locations that something tragic happened. But now I'm sitting here thinking, but why? Just because... A haunting doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be bad or someplace that does have, you know, a, a, a spirit lingering there. It doesn't mean that something that it could have been. I would like to think if I was going to go back to someplace, if I was stuck in this realm, it would be a place that I was happy. So this isn't going to be a place of sorrow and sadness, but we tend to gravitate toward these these paranormal locations that are where like a war or murder, just something bad happening. And I don't we don't necessarily got to do that just because, you know, this location, something wonderful may have happened or something that's not in the history books happened. You know, people have a way of being like, nope, not haunted. But why? Why can't a spirit just, that's where they come back to visit. Let's say they did cross over, but they come back to visit. Their energy comes back because that's where they were happy. That's maybe where their family still is. It doesn't have to be something you know, at a tragic location, which we tend, myself, I'm just as guilty of it. Um, just something to think about. And who wants to go to the Great Wall of China? Stretching more than 5,500 miles from near the North Korean border to the Gubai Desert, the Great Wall of China was constructed over more than 2,200 years to protect the country against invasions from the northern nomadic tribes. Not a wall so much as a series of fortifications erratically erected by discrete states. Um, was completed during the Ming Dynasty 1368 to 1644 when it became the world's largest man-made object. But as with most epic human achievements, building it took a very human toll. Some... 400,000 people laboring by hand are said to have died during its construction. At one point, even boys were enlisted, which reportedly made some women fearful of giving birth to sons. And this is, okay, we got to take that into consideration now, okay, it's China. They live in a culture such as, you know, they were fear of having sons, but they also, as a mother, I would assume they just fear having children because that is a culture that they disposed of girls when they had girls. Like, they had to have boys, which is just crazy to me. Anyway, with all that suffering and bloodshed, it's no wonder that the fortifications are said to be haunted. Some visitors have claimed they felt uneasy or sick while exploring its past. Some have said they've seen uh, where ghosts of fallen workers, some of whom are known to even punch or kick. That's crazy. The structure's most haunted areas include Crouching Tiger Mountain and the Coiling Dragon Mountain, part of the unrestored and rugged sections collectively known as the Wild Wall, dating from two discrete dynasties. They lie in the Gubikus Yanshan Mountains, about 90 miles from the tourist-packed ramparts of Beijing. It would be cool to go there just, again, because of all the history, but go to the locations that we aren't allowed to go to on there. It, I don't know. The stories behind that, and I'm sure that a lot of them go into more depth or whatever, but, it, you know, it, it makes sense. Everything that went into building that wall and how big it is and how long it took. Like, it's like the Mackinac Island here. There's, they say, so many people that got, you know, buried alive in there while they were working on it and stuff like that. Like, these locations, wow. It's absolutely wow. A lot of sadness, again, because these tragic things happen. So with all that, I think we're going to call that good on this part of this however i do have more so i'll be putting out other minis like this we'll keep these kind of the mini ones um a lot of fun lots of interesting facts that you find out when you do these locations and then you do the research uh some of these i really i would love to delve into more um i think next time we will get into haunted england and go from there with some of the different locations locations and such and hopefully i can get my words out better some days are better than others uh, <laughs> clearly so with all that remember um we will be in Mansfield, Ohio, May 22nd, 23rd at the Ohio State Reformatory, uh, the Parasitecon down there. So we are really, really looking forward to that. Also, Witches Weekend in Holton Lake, Michigan, October 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. 
And then there's also, um, we will also be at Festival of Oddities, September 4th in Charlotte, Michigan. Uh, I'm super, well, I'm looking forward to all these, but that one is going to be, I think, the, the most interesting. I, I'm, yeah, pretty excited about that one. So if you have any questions about uh, what's going on at these locations and these conventions, send us an email. Uh, let us know if you're coming out um, to see us and what have you. We'll be doing giveaways as well at all these locations, so that's always fun. Paranormal equipment giveaways. Um, Again, remember, don't yuck someone else's yum ever. And email us at, I did that backwards, but that's okay. Email us at paranormalxl at writeme.com. And we will talk to you guys next time. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.